Okay. Section 7.3, motor full load currents and motor nameplate currents. Let's go to 430.6a. And I'm just going to read things. And you guys, check me if the language seems to be right. If not, I need to fix it. The motor full load current ratings are used to determine the conductor sizing. I'm making a statement in 430.22. And the size of the short circuit ground pole protection in 430.52. And also 62. But we didn't talk about 430.62 because that's feeder protection. Is there anything in 436A1 talking about the full load current is used for what? So tell me what it's saying there, Mario. 430. Brian, you let me know if you're there. 430. 62A1. So we want to just, I mentioned glossy, but now I want to actually have you guys read it. Let's, let's read it together. 43062A1. Go ahead. Table values. Other than for motors built for low speeds, less than 1200 RPMs or high torques, and for multi-speed motors, the value is given. Well, we're not dealing with high torque, low speed, multi-speed motors. High we're torque. just dealing with the motor. Okay, other than those, which we're not dealing with. Okay, go ahead. The value is given in table 430 430.247, 430.248, 430.249, and 430.250 shall be used to determine the opacity of the conductors or ampere rating of switches, ranch circuit, short circuit, and ground fault protection instead of the actual current rating marked on the motor nameplate. I stop right there. So it's making it real clear. You use the FLC to size the conductor to protect it instead of the actual motor nameplate marked on it, right? Do we go there? All right. Uh, let's go to two. Let's see what 430.6A2 says. So a separate motor overload protection shall be based on the motor nameplate current rating. All right, stop. That's not complicated. Whatever separate overload protection is, which we really haven't gotten into that, but if you're going to provide separate overload protection, that is going to be based upon the, how does it say, it's based on the what? Motor nameplate current rating. Okay, the motor nameplate current rating. Okay, now I'm going to read my text. I'm saying overloads, which is 430.32, and it doesn't say this in there because you'd have to go to 430.22E. It should say this, but it doesn't say it. It says in 430.22, it has to do with intermittent duty motors, that they actually use a nameplate for that. And that's where you can kind of get messed up because you're used to the FLC for the size conductors and the protection. And then you go to intermittent duty motors and they tell you to use the nameplate value. So it's, I'm just talking ahead, right? So overloads, looking at the text again, must be sized based on the motor nameplate full load current rating. And probably if I had to ch ch chance, change the sentence again, I probably would remove the word conductor size or intermittent duty and then make it a note below this original text. You follow what I'm saying, Brian? Yeah. You have to size it for the FLC. And then just a little note here, but 430.22E conductor sizing uses nameplate somewhere else. Okay. All right. So looking at this graphic here, just to put in perspective, the code book has values, and those values are going to be used for conductors and short circuit protection. The nameplate has a value, and that is going to be to size the overload protection. Now, the nameplate. Let's talk about the nameplate itself. Not that it really matters, because if you look at the nameplate, that's what it is. We have no control. We're not calculating it. But we cover this in fundamentals to understand, well, how is that nameplate current actually calculated? Well, there's a couple of things that we need to be aware of. Number one, and Eric, I don't want to go too far on this, so let me hold you back there. There is a number, but I need you to help me a little bit. There is a number called 746 watts. Now, what, what I'm saying 
and, and look at this graphic here, is that that, that that force off that shaft on the output, whatever I'm driving, that it has mechanical power, shaft power, and that's 746 watts. Is that an okay way to say it? Yeah, that's perfect, Mike. The, um, uh, in, in the United States, we typically use watts only for electrical energy, electrical power. But in Europe, watts is typically used as a mechanical measure. It's just a joule per second. So <clears throat> the confusing thing is that in the U.S., we, when we talk about the conversion, we're looking at watts on the shaft. We don't think that way, so it's a little bit difficult for us. People are just hearing motor 746. They don't know what it means. It's the motor 746 watts. And if you have two horsepower, well, then I guess you take times two of those. But what we're talking about is this. The amount of work on the output of 746, clearly in, that the amount of energy coming in to drive that is going to be more because you have efficiency, the motor heats up. You have power factor because it's alternating current. And so the voltage and the current are not in phase without getting into detail. We covered that back in, the, in fundamentals. And the formula for the motor nameplate, amperes, is going to be 746 times horsepower, which is the output watts, divided by the input voltage, divided by the efficiency of that particular motor, divided by the power factor of that particular configuration of motor. And if you take the output times 746, this is a one horsepower motor. And divided by the voltage, let's say we're going to go with the lower voltage, and then divided by, it just, I'm just following the formula, by the efficiency, let's say it's 70%, divided by the power factor, let's say it's 70%, and then that number just happens to come out to be 13.2. And I can possibly see on an exam, they could ask you a question, hey, we have a two horsepower sure. motor with a power factor of 70%, efficiency is 70%. Uh, what is the input current? And the voltage is 115. Well, let's see. 746 times 2 is 1492 divided by 115. Mario gives me 12.9. I don't think so. 746 times 2 divided by 115. Only mathematically, my brain thinking. 12.9. Like 12 .9. I said, it's 12.9. <laughs> And you know that the choice A will be 12 point. I just would have thought the 70, 70 percents would have changed. You didn't put them in there. Oh, wait. I thought. I, I, oh, no. I just put 115. I didn't put yeah, you didn't times No, 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 no. But I'm saying, but if you look at the power factor efficiency, I would have thought. Yeah, it would have. Oh, well, no, no. I made a mistake. Another mistake. I was using two horsepower. The example is one. All right, let's try this again. 746 <laughs> divided by 115. No, 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 746, yeah, 746 by 115. What's that come out to be? 6.4. Okay, I knew it was, so it's 6.4. Right. But the reality, the answer is what? Well, depending on, it's 746 divided by 115, but you have to divide it by the power factor, divide it by the efficiency, come out to be 13.2. And the FLC could have been another question. Well, what's the FLC of this one horsepower motor? Go to the table, go to the table. You go to the table, go to it's going to be 16. So you can see the three different numbers. So you can ask three questions in a row and get people just completely spinning. When I'm t teaching apprenticeship classes, this efficiency power factor screws guys up all the time. What do I do with it? What are, where am I? Am I multiplying it? Am I dividing it? <laughs> if they can just... Hold on, hold on. Let me give you the question. I want you to answer it. I have a one horsepower motor 
and I want to size the conductor to this motor. It's 115 volts. Power factor is 70%. Efficiency is 70%. Voltage is 115. Yeah. So now go ahead. <laughs> so tell what you were going to say about that information. Okay, so if you just remember that you're going to multiply your efficiency and power factor. No, 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 no. Let me, let me, I thought you were going to go somewhere. Oh, and, I, I see you're not going to. So okay. let me let you go with what you're going to do, and then I'm going to go with what I wanted right. to do. Go ahead. Say what you're saying about the apprentices and struggle with this. If you just put your voltage times power factor times efficiency, you'll always be right. I don't know what that means. Voltage is always multiplied by three phase, right? If we're doing a three phase question, voltage. I don't know. You're, 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 we're, I'm looking at this graphic right here. Okay. In Look. general, if I'm going to try to find out where, where, what I'm going to do with power factor and, and efficiency, if I multiply that by the voltage each time, I will come up with a number that I can plug into Ohm's law and get the right answer. Okay, but to me, my brain, and Brian knows, I get confused really, really, really easy. Okay. It doesn't take anything to confuse me. And I don't want to have any more information I need to have. And I, and I need to figure out techniques. And that's why my book is the way my book is, where my graphics well, your, are, my recording perfect. Is. So what, what I'm saying is this. If I was asked a question, what is the nameplate current of a motor, and you give me voltage, horsepower, I mean, voltage, horsepower, efficiency, power factor, I would have to have the formula. I would have to have the formula. There's no way for me to answer that question on an exam without having the formula. If you're saying, well, Mike, in our area, there are these questions. This is the way it goes. Um, these guys are this right here. Then in a unique scenario like that, because I'm, taking, I'm teaching a class to a specific guy, to a specific exam. Guys, you can't bring in, they're not going to get you the formulas. You can't sneak it inside here. They always ask this question about the nameplate rate of the current. Then dot, 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 dot. Then that technique would work. This formula is just Ohm's law. I don't doubt that. But what I'm just saying is, here's a little bit more because I have power factor and efficiency. You know, so I'm just saying. Okay, let me ask another one. What size wires required for a one horsepower motor? that has a power factor of 70% and efficiency of 70% at 115 volts. 13.2. What size wire? Can't be 13.2. It's, it's, a, it's a wire size. 12 gauge. Well, 12 gauge wire. How did you figure it? I went to the table. Yep. I found uh, 16 FLC and I multiplied times 1.25. Right. The power factor efficiency had nothing to do with it. When you're taking a test, there are sometimes things, information that's in that question because one time they ask this, same question, but they ask for this. Another time they ask for that. Another time they ask for this. So that's what I thought you are leading up to. And I think, Mark, you and I had a conversation earlier about this. So when you're looking at a question, underline the question, identify the variables, and then work it out. But as an instructor, I'm not going to say this, me here in the class, what you said could work for you in a private instruction setting. And maybe someone like, God, I really like the way he said it. So what you're saying is good. I'm just saying, well, my brain doesn't work that way. You say your brain does. You got that. And then Eric works this way. And, you know, okay, got it. I'm talking about the nameplate rating of a motor that we don't use 746 times the horsepower and divided by the voltage to get the nameplate rating. There's a power factor and efficiency. We don't know what it is and we don't really care. If there was right. a question... Here's how we work it out. And that's the only thing. Brian? Well, and I, I just want to share, you know, when I was younger, I could never figure out why, you know, because I thought I knew Ohm's Law because he said, oh, it's just Ohm's Law. Well, it is, but it's not because I would go and say, well, 
This one horsepower motor is 13.2 amps at 115 volts. And so I do 115 times 13 divided by 746 and it comes out to two horsepower. I'm like, hmm, why does it come out to two horsepower? Because there's these other factors. And so as logical as this is, you do need to actually understand that you're not just going to go in there and do a little multiplication or division. You have to understand what you're doing. Let's Don't get confused. When you're taking a test, you're not expected to remember formulas. Ohm's law is a couple basic things, how to calculate the current of a KW load in a voltage. <clears throat> but pretty much, you should be able to have your code book. You're going to have your calculator. They're not going to ask you all kinds of, and you know what? But, Mike, they do ask one. Okay, they give you 80 questions, they give you 100 questions, and this is one question, you're not going to worry about the one question. Because you're going to be so prepared that I, I just don't want people to be trying to memorize things. I want you to realize that there could be some obscure <coughs> questions, and you have that little thing, and you can work it all out. But just relax. Yep. Answer the questions in the back of my practice questions. If you can answer those questions, you're going to be comfortable. If there's obscure questions somewhere that you don't know what the answer is, don't worry about it. Because we're always going to have a question we don't know what the answer is. Anything else? We have little cool Ohm's Law Wheel stickers that I've had on my code book in every single exam I've ever taken. Mario's got one right here. Mario's oh, I have them He's on his, Yeah. Mario has it right there on his computer. He has it on, on his calculator. Phone. Yeah, on the phone. Screensaver. Yeah, but, you know, it, it, uh, on your on your on your computer on your code book. If it makes you yeah. feel better, and part of this too, it's a mental thing with all this test stuff. Makes you feel better. Just get an Ohm's law sticker and <laughs> stick it on there. Yeah, You'll be free. fine. Con it, our office will give it to you for free. Yeah. Eric, any last comments? <clears throat> yeah, you know, the really the only thing to remember about a motor, the input always has to be bigger than the output. That's right. true.